A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. Thanks for staying with us here on Money FM 89.3. I'm Jason Dacey. I'd like to welcome a, a friend from not too far away from Phuket in Thailand, Rolian Muller. She is the director at the Asia Center Foundation, which is helping Phuket's underprivileged kids. Good to see you again. Yeah, nice to be here, Jason. Yeah, we spoke on location um, back in August when I was yes. visiting Phuket. Uh, and I want to get an update from you because just to explain that Asia Centre Foundation is a Christian charity registered as a non-government organisation in Phuket. Been in operation since 2002. Its mission is to help disadvantaged children and children at risk by providing care, training and education so that they will fulfil their potential. Now, we met uh, back in 2004, just after the tsunami. Actually, yeah, it was in 2005, right. into 2005, and just a mm-hmm. couple of months after the tsunami. And you're working a lot helping kids. And you've got some exciting news about a new preschool that's going to be open soon. Yes, we do. And this is built on land that was donated uh, by a person who lost his wife in the tsunami, a British sponsor. And it's an amazing opportunity for us to do something bigger in the community and helping more children. So in 2017, we were only then be able to start to build. And the first building we finished was a preschool, but we still needed to do a kitchen and a, a lunchroom. And also we provide boarding for some of these children in the most uh, difficult circumstances. So these three buildings have now been done, and we plan to move the preschool children to um, the, new, the new building in May for the new school year. Oh, that's wonderful. And can you tell me some background about the person who lost their life in the tsunami? Yes. Um, this was a, a father of four, and as it just happened that day, the, the mother got out of the vehicle went into a supermarket downstairs, you know, Phuket has all these little places, mm. uh, to buy sunblock. And that was the exact time that the, the wave started to hit Patong. Um, and she lost her life. She was one of so many, as you know, mm. uh, that lost um, her life. Mm. Um, the father wanted to respond um, in giving back something. Uh, he's a high-profile businessman in the UK, and he decided to buy land met up with us through the Rotary Club, actually, came to see me in the slum where we were working at that time and um, just decided that he would like us to realize our long-term plan, which was to to build a permanent kind of facility Mm. to help um, the migrant worker children because those were the kids in the slum area, mostly people coming from the northeast of Thailand, women, to do a different kind of job, earn Mm. more money for their families. And then they ended up there, got involved in the bar industry, and, of course, the children were left on their own. So that's basically the need that I responded to initially. Right, yes. And, uh, of course, you're in Singapore, I guess, uh, meeting people about getting funding for some of the ongoing projects that you have. Yes, we we have different things going on, but the big thing at the moment is our building project. The, the minute that I can finish all the building, uh, we can do some more, so much more and we can involve more children in the community to do life skill development, preschool education. We recently started a healthcare program. So we have a nurse on, on our team visiting all the families that's connected to us. And all of these things need to be funded, you know. Mm. The scholarship program still continuing, you know, since the tsunami. Uh, it's now almost 15 years, I think. Yes, it is. And uh, we've helped more than 370 kids long term. It doesn't sound like that many, but they've been on the program since the tsunami until now. 
uh, and various lengths of time, of course. But between eight to ten years, we've been sponsoring children, um, and some of them are now moving into university or vocational college. So we feel fairly success with the, with the scholarship program as well. Mm. But of course, we need donors to continue to be able to continue the support that we are giving. And yes, I'm, I have been meeting with different people to share our vision and share our needs. With Roline Muller, the director at Asia Centre Foundation from Phuket, who's raising money for ad- disadvantaged kids uh, in Phuket and some of the ongoing programs. Tell me about the uh, preschool. Preschool will, if it's completely full, will be able to cater um, basic preschool education for 100 students. Um, later on, we plan to build a primary school, so we will get them in at age four and then see them through to age 12 if everything is done. Um, this is for children from single-parent families, mostly grandparents taking care. They end up with the kids. Uh, a lot of families separate and start new families. So basically... Single mothers, single fathers, grandparents taking care of kids are the, the, our target market, if you could say like that. Mm. Um, and we have them for three years, preparing them for primary. Um, at the moment, we're not that focused on English, but in the end, our curriculum uh, for five and six-year-olds will start uh, to teach English phonetically so that they are ready for the English curriculum they will be following in primary school. So when you look at um, the situation now compared to just after the tsunami when it comes to underprivileged kids in Phuket, what would you say? Is it better? Has it got worse? What would you say? Um, I think there's not a major improvement, but I think things have changed. The government also has built new preschools, in especially Patong, which does make it more easy for people living there to send their children there, where we have only worked more with the socially... Um, broken up families, you know. Um, on average, children can go to uh, Thai school from from any family, but we sort of work with those who fall through the gaps. That it's really hard for them to consistently go to school, and that kind of problem has not improved that much. And why would you say that? Because of the demands of why people are there on the you know trying to make money and not caring for their kids that way they should. I, I think they they do care, but they have to work so lo- so many hours, you know, to just have food on the table. Um, if the motorbike don't have gas in, that comes first because I have to go to work. So I can have my sticky rice and pork on the table tonight, you know. Um, yeah, I think people, it's, it's definitely not, there are families who don't care, of course, but most, on average, uh, most families do care. It's just their reality. Maybe one parent is have medical issues, um, or one parent just leave the other partner. Then it's very hard for a person to keep up the education part if if they're struggling like that. There's not much of a social safety net in Thailand in Phuket. Um, no, I, I would say these people are basically left on their own because there's not enough social workers. And the government does reach out, but it's so limited in, in what they can do. And financial assistance is not, is not that well. Now, as we mentioned, you're, you've been here in Singapore trying to connect with people here for funding for some of the ongoing projects. And we know how you know, Phuket's a favorite destination of yes. Singaporeans. And there's another reason for Singaporeans to go to Phuket later this year involving uh, a fundraising rugby tournament that, in fact, uh, has been going on for a long time. It's the 21st edition of the Phuket International Rugby Tens. Can you tell me about that and the connection to your um, Asia Foundation? Yes, this is a fantastic event for us to be connected to. 
many years ago, I think 15 years ago, we connected to this event before the tsunami actually happened. But then when the tsunami happened, so many rugby teams that participated came uh, with donations. And that actually helped me to start uh, the scholarship program that we have. So after that, every year we've been connected. We sometimes bring children. You remember last time you were there. Mm. We bring children that are on the scholarship program. They meet their sponsors. They do a little bit of a performance on the field involving them. And we give them a really special weekend. They stay over in a hotel and have lovely food. And for many of them, it's the first ever time that they come to Phuket, leave another area to come to Phuket. So our um, our connection has been so beneficial to ACF because Basically, I would say 80% of the money that we use on the scholarship program at the moment is covered by different rugby teams or individuals coming to attend the event. Well, tell me about this year's event. When is it? Where is it? And how? Uh, I know the Singapore teams are involved, but uh, yes. maybe someone out there might want to be involved. <laughs> it's the last weekend in May every year. So um, anybody that want to join is welcome. It's at the Tanyapura Sport and Leisure Complex. Lovely facility and um, uh, international standard rugby field that they are playing on um, and lots of fun with it, having the teams uh, competing against each other and just it's a real lovely family event. Yeah, that's the 2019 Phuket International Rugby Tens. You can obviously get information there at their website. But talking to Raleen Muller, the director at Asia Centre Foundation, who's a South African originally from Pretoria, and, you know, you weren't supposed to be in Asia for so long, were you? You went there a decade and a half, more than a decade and a half ago, almost two decades ago, and you're still there. Tell me about your story. Well, initially I, I wanted a, a change and I came out to Phuket for one year to work with another uh, organization. And um, in that time, I was asked to teach English as a non-formal project in the community, you know. And I had a handful of adults, street vendors, who wanted to learn to speak English because they had interaction with tourists. And the third evening, there were more children than adults because somebody said there's something happening and the children came, you know, very small kids and they were all dirty and they had bad teeth. And I was wondering, what the heck, where do they come from? So I connected with another charity who worked with HIV-positive women and children who knew the area better, and he took me to the slum. So many people who have been to Patong might never know that there was an enormous slum area in the middle of everything, behind the Jongsalon Mall, actually. And um, I went back to the guy I was working with, and I said, we, we've registered this foundation, we should do something for children. And he, at that point in time, told me, well, I'm going back to America, but take the foundation if you want, write a proposal, and uh, I'll help you present it to the World Children's Fund. And that's where I got my first money. It was my first proposal ever, and I got going. Wow, and you had the, your own things to deal with because you have a son who's now 27. He's an engineer in, in my hometown of Sydney, Australia, but he was a, a young boy with you in, in Phuket. You lost your husband you know, when he was just three years old. So what can you tell me about that uh, personally? Yes, I think for my son it was a big adjustment because originally we thought we'll have this one-year adventure. And one year became two. We, we talked about it and he, we were in agreement, but it was so different culture than what we are used to. And um, I was homeschooling him in the beginning. So the day he told me, Mother, you are not a teacher, I decided 
I need to get him into a local school, you know. So he started to attend an American, small American school and started to make more friends and um, slowly adjusted. So he was with me for five years until it was time for him to go to high school. And he wanted to play rugby in South Africa. So, of course, the plan was for him to go back. And how's it worked out with him going back? And then, of course, last three years been in uh, Sydney. Um, going back was also an adjustment because then he was older, understood culture di- uh, differently, um, as a, different than a young boy, you know, and, and being a teenager. So there was a lot of adjustment. But I think it was a really good experience for him. Definitely his worldview has changed. And he completed his studies as an industrial engineer in Stellenbosch, outside of Cape Town. Worked there for five months and then decided that he needs to look wider and ended up in, in Sydney. Working for Tesla, right? Working for Tesla, yeah. He's wow. really, really excited to be working with them. So how do we find out more about your ongoing projects uh, with the Asia Centre Foundation and, of course, the schooling that you're trying to build, you know, obviously the preschool opening soon, but you want to build more schools and more buildings. I definitely want to finish the primary school building and my office as soon as possible. But uh, people can go to our website. It's uh, www.asiacenterfoundation.org. We're in the process of updating it, so a lot of new information will be there soon. Uh, We have a Facebook page. If you just put in our name, Asia Center Foundation Phuket NGO, you would be able to find us very easily. Um, we also on Instagram, just type in our name and, and you're going to find us on social media. Um, and then, of course, people can write me directly, an email. My email address is rulin, uh, sorry, rumutai at gmail.com. Okay, well, I think probably the Asia Center Foundation is the easiest way yes. to get in touch with you. You're going to be out there for a bit longer. It sounds like you've got more work to do. I have a lot more to do. And, of course, anyone who, who's open to partnership is welcome to connect with us. It's a very good cause, helping Phuket's underprivileged kids. Thank you so much, Rulin Muller, the director at Asia Centre Foundation, originally from South Africa, proud South African, but working hard in Southeast Asia for a long time. Thank you very much, Rulin. Thank you, Jason.